0: Hello friends, welcome back and welcome to all new listeners. Uh, we, sitting, we are sitting here around the campfire and telling stories. Nice African stories with animals in them. And uh, there are hyenas and jackals and giraffes and especially a rabbit and a crocodile. Because a rabbit is coyote when he is bright eyed and he knows what the right thing is to do, and he is also crocodile at times when he's lying at the riverbank with mud in his eyes and just waiting to hurt somebody. And I was telling about the time, or rather Kayati was, about the time when Elder Tabari was uh, delivering his best storytelling up to date his previous story was hideous uh, about a, a heron, a snake, and a croc, uh, a heron, a snake, and a farmer. But this one was a huge success. It was one of his best storytellings ever. The tourists clapped wildly and whooped like hyenas and jackals, having heard a real African folk tale told by a real African. I heard an American tourist saying something like, An honest to God spear chucker. I guess they didn't know that apart from the spear, Elder Tabari also had a 303 rifle, a kerosene lamp, and three big books full of African folk tales. Koyati says, I once found Elder Tabari sitting in front of his hut with the biggest of his three books on his lap, getting ready for story night. I asked him about the book and he said it was called Tales of the Serengeti. Can you believe that somebody went and filled a book with our stories? The pictures from that book will always live in my mind, though. There were prancing zebra foals and gazelles sailing through the air and running wildebeest calves, of course. Oh, how my heart aches to be able to read the words in a book like that a lifelong uh, regret of of Kuyati that he couldn't read. I take sips of water in between, if you'll forgive me, because the old voice starts, uh, starts getting scratchy and stuff. I should have been able to read, he says. I deserve to be able to read because I love books and stories so much. And I'm not, He's trying to say, I'm, I'm really smart. It's just that I can't read. I wanted to be a wise rabbit, one that the other animals would come to for advice. And Koyati deep down knows he's got it in him. He continues. The tourists got ready to leave. They dropped tips in our bucket for the 10th time that day and Milk dry, boarded their luxury bus to go, to the, go back to the city. The dust from their departure was still swirling in the air when I began pretending that I was a rabbit. Running out around the village at full speed, jumping and twisting this way and that to avoid the joys of dumber, slower animals. I was a wild child, an out of control boy, tearing around the village when I should have been in bed and sleeping. But I was still a little kid and at last I grew tired. Went back to my mother's house. The ugali pot was scraped clean by my mother's man friend. There was not a scrap left for me. I went inside. I had to ask for something to eat, but the curtain of blankets around the bed was pulled shut. I found some cornmeal back in my lean in the uh, back in my lean-to bedroom, and made myself something between ugali and sea sand. Whatever it was, I ate it and went to bed. There in my lean-to shack at the back of my mother's hut, sitting in the semi-darkness of a small candle, uh, together with her hose and the machetes and the bags of cornmeal, I made up my ma- mind. I was going to be a woodcarver like Elder Nuru, but better. I would not be making rabbit key rings. I'd be making something better than that, maybe something bigger what exactly I didn't know yet but as young as I was I understood that I had to start carving right away I had to start the next morning in fact I had to start with the dew still sparkling on the grass now what happened next uh, the next morning was really important in Kuyati's history because he is his art and and there comes a point in his life where he wants to be nothing else but his carving art. Uh, Even as humble as he was, he started to suspect that uh, he was really talented. I I just uh, demolished the, the tiny spider's little web he was swinging. Uh, around my uh, microphone like Tarzan. And even tiny spiders are not welcome. I'm sorry. I can't see well enough to know which ones bite. And we have pretty badass spiders here in Georgia. You know, I thought all the really bad spiders were in Africa, but just because they're so damn ugly over there, doesn't mean these ones over here cannot bite too. Anyway, the morning after Elder Tabari uh, brought the house down with his rabbit and crocodile story, tells Kuyati, I went to see uh, Elder Nuru, our village's woodcarver, with a razor blade and a piece of rotting acacia wood in my hands. Uncle Nuru, I said, I want to carve a rabbit. Elder Nuru's reaction was interesting. (laughs) He clutched at his heart, almost fell over. Why? Because he had listened to the government nurse talking about AIDS. Hell, we had people with AIDS right here in our village, said uh, Kuyati. And the sight of a rusty razor blade in a child's hand was enough to make Uncle Nuru sputter and wheeze. Where we lived, blood poisoning was bad enough, not to even to speak of a blade with the blood of identified men on it, men who consorted with people like my mother. Put that down, he shouted. Put that down on the ground, you stupid, crazy child. You're quite mad, you know?
1: You're as mad as a wildebeest
0: in a cow pen. "'Here, let me see your hands.' "'I started crying. "'He had scared the wits out of me. "'I held out my hands. "'He examined them for cuts. "'Thankfully there were none.' "'Elder Nuru muttered, "'That Tabari with his crazy wattles "'and his stupid stories. "'He's been making children crazy for forty years.' "'His voice softened as he wiped the snot from my face "'with a turpentine rag, setting my nose, lips and cheeks ablaze with real flames.' Now, as the old people used to say, I had a reason to cry. He said, You cannot carve a rabbit, Koyati. You're too little. Your hands are not strong enough yet. You'll just cut yourself or get sick. I just pressed the termite-riddled piece of wood to my chest and sobbed even harder. He looked up to the sky and the mountain from which our water springs and then at me again. Why do you need so car- to carve so badly, huh? I said, because I'm a wood carver, Uncle Nuru. I thought you were a rabbit. I'm a woodcarving rabbit, I said. A woodcarving rabbit, he said. Mungu, help us. He had been whittling again and was now, uh, he had taken up his whittling again and was now drawing out my agony to see how serious I was. Minutes crawled by. I looked around the carvings he was preparing for next work's tourists, and the desire burned in me. I can carve, Uncle Nuru, I said. Just give me a chance. I want to carve me a rabbit, because I am Rabbit the Trickster. Damn child chatters like a monkey, said Elder Nuri to himself, clicking his tongue. He turned to me. The old wattles tell you that you were a rabbit. No, Uncle Nuru, he just told the story. Look, I already tried to make a crocodile. I took a wooden clothes peg out of my pocket that I tried to shape into a crocodile with my mother's cooking knife. Its teeth were too big. A clothes peg is not a good carving wood, and a cooking knife is not a good carving knife. I held out the misshapen creature to Elder Nuru and waited for him to burst out laughing and then slap me. But Elder Nuru took it and examined it. He didn't laugh. He's a monster, no? The clouds parted just a little bit and a modest ray of sunshine came through. Yes, Uncle Nuru. The old carver must have seen something of value in my hideous crocodile because I think he decided right there to mentor me. He said, look, boy, you're a smooth little talker. If you want to carve, you must first learn to close your mouth and open your eyes and ears. Got it? Hmm, I said with my lips pressed together. You not str- If you're not strong enough to make a cut, the blade will slip. A blade that is not controlled will always look for flesh. It can cut off a sinew and then you will never be a carver as long as you live. What's really happening in this chapter is I'm laying the foundations uh, for... Koyati's future career as a woodcarver. This Uncle Nuru is not uh, ignorant. He, He may be an old woodcarver in a tiny Maasai village, but he is a mentor for Koyati, and in a certain way a father for him. And uh, because Koyati had no idea, I mean, you had a better chance, a better chance to uh, to win the lottery than to figure out who his father was. And Koyati, uh, even at that age, he says to Uncle Duru, I am a wonderful carver, I said defiantly. I just don't know how to carve yet. No, as far as the writing of this. Uh, book is concerned, not all that much happened uh, by accident in in the wider outline of the story. You know, the storyline was planned from the beginning to the end. But I can tell you this, uh, Koyati's art kind of happened, it started by accident. I did not plan to write a book about art. But in the end, this book was as much about art as anything. And that kind of scares me because I don't know that much about art. And I'm not an artist myself. But Goyati is a sculptor. And like with all great, great art, his talent is a mystery. Where does it come from? It's not from inside himself, all of it. I mean, was Da Vinci's art all out of himself? Can human beings without the spark of divine inspiration create the things that have been created? And here's Coyote, a dusty little cattle herder initially and then just one more lost boy in a city full of lost boys and he makes this art so that is one aspect of the book that that sort of uh surprised me i think we'll stop it there i've got some ideas for the next podcast you know i i feel like being really Cheesy and full of cliches and all the rest of it, and adding a crackling little campfire next time. And maybe just if I can lay my hands on uh, royalty free sound effects, maybe a Hina in the background, maybe even the big guy roaring. And uh, oh, I've got a little story to tell you to close with. I read a wonderful book uh, written by a lady called uh, Jenny Smithies. And she was a tour guide in the Addo Elephant Park in South Africa for many, many years. Now, she used to tell the tourists how to handle it if they came face to face with a lion. She said, the rules are... Do not look him in the eye, okay? Do not turn and run. Just slowly step one step to the left and one step back, then another step to the left, another step back, another step to the left, and so on until you reach your vehicle. So, inevitably, a tourist would ask, But why a step to the left? She said, So you don't step in your own poop and there you have it (laughs) see you all next time bye bye